Hey, welcome to Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. If you want to check out more of the things I do, head to jasontebs.com. Hey, what is up, everybody? It is Teb's Talks, the Prometheus podcast. I am your host, as always, Jason Tebbs. And today is just a special day because it is my mom's birthday. And I just want to take a quick minute to just publicly state how much I love my mom and how much she means to me. Growing up, I had the luxury of my mom being at home. As I got a little bit older, she went back to work because she was like, okay, my my youngest kid, that being me, can take care of themselves a little more while I'm not around. And so she did go back to work because, I mean, she wanted to feel like she was doing something with her time rather than sitting around. But when I was when I was a young kid, like mom was there. Mom was home. Mom was taking care of me. Mom was helping me when I was sick. Mom was making me dinner. Mom was um, just showing me the world, getting me to practices, um, helping me with schoolwork. Mom was the person at home. And not like my dad wasn't home. Um, He just like traveled for work sometimes. So occasionally it was just like, yeah, mom was the one that was at home. And it wasn't until I got older that I realized exactly how much that meant and how nice and beneficial it was. It wasn't until I got, you know, talking to other friends where, you know, maybe they had both parents working a lot. Um, They felt like they were raised more by older siblings than they were their own parents because they were just trying to make it by. Or, you know, some people might not have the best relationship with their parents or their mom for that matter, because we're talking specifically about my mom and like, I feel so incredibly lucky to have the mom that I have. I was talking to my dad once, not too terribly long ago, and I was like, you know, growing up, I always wanted to be just the breadwinner for my family. I want to earn enough where my wife doesn't have to work. I just feel like I can't afford the life that I want to give my family working alone. And my dad was like, and he might have been exaggerating the story a little bit, but my dad was like, when they had my sister, who's a couple years older than me, apparently my mom was like, okay, I'm staying home with my kids. Like, you got to be the man and figure out how to monetarily take care of us. And my dad was like, that was incredibly stressful because before that, both my parents were like in professions. My mom got an interior design degree, and I believe she was doing either interior design or something related to architecture. Um, at the time they were, um, she was working full time in Seattle for this company. And then she decided to say, I'm going to put my time and energy and attention into raising this new child that we have three and a half years later, I come along and you know, she was still in that mindset. She was like, Hey, I'm not going back anytime soon. I'm going to make sure my kids are taken care of. And so my dad, you know, they made it work financially. Um, and moved to the Leighton area where I grew up, but I always remember like, hey, mom's mom's there. Mom's got me. Mom's got my back. It's unfortunate that not everybody can have that same situation. Again, I am incredibly blessed with the parents that I do have that are so supportive. I, I, I just feel for anybody that didn't have as strong of a support structure as I had. And it, it's definitely given me many benefits in my life over somebody that didn't have that exact situation. I remember when my mom went back to school and she was taking classes 
at Weber State. I can't remember if she did them strictly online or if she actually like went to lectures. But it, it got to the point where, hey, I was older. I could kind of take care of myself. And she was like, you know, what do I want to do going forward? She wasn't exactly feeling the interior design. And I might be saying this completely incorrect. So I'm sure I'll get a text and she'll fill me in with the details. And I won't fill fill any of my listeners in with the details. But she went back to school. And, you know, I can't remember for exactly what. I can't remember exactly why and her reasoning behind it. All I remember is she was just taking school classes again at Weber State. And when I was young, I was like, again, I I didn't fully understand what was going on. But now that I'm older, looking back on that, I'm like, wow, here's somebody that already had a college degree, already went into a profession, decided to drop that to raise her kids, which isn't hard or which, sorry, which isn't easy. I mean, I have one two-year-old and I'm ready to tear my hair out almost every day sometimes. Um, You know, she was there, she raised and supported her kids and then decided, hey, you know, I'm going to learn more. I'm going to, I'm going to go for more. I'm going to try and make more with my life. I've heard going back to school when you're older is not an easy thing to do. You know, when you're surrounded by kids in their early 20s and you just feel slightly out of place, you feel like you don't fit in with the majority of the class, I've heard that's rough. I personally haven't gone in, or I personally haven't been in that situation. You know, a few years ago, I was the kid in my early 20s where I saw occasionally in some of my classes there was an adult, probably double my age, in one of our classes. But it's just, it's just little things like that, that though at the time I didn't realize affected me. Now that I'm older and I have that perspective, I'm like, wow. You know, my mom showed me an example of, hey, when you want to make your life better, you got to go out and do the work. You, you sometimes got to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation to learn and to grow and to further yourself. And then my mom, I, not that she's like fiercely independent, but once I got into like junior high and high school, and she went and got more college classes under her belt and she started working again. She was definitely one of those people where it's like, and she still is this way where she's like, Hey, like if crap hits the fan, I can take care of myself. That was, that was kind of what I felt like my mom's mindset was. Um, like, like she worked. I remember she worked for like, she worked in the target, but not specifically for target. Um, and she didn't have to by any stretch of the imagination. Like my dad made enough money, but my mom was like, Hey, I want to feel like I'm contributing. And she was like, my money is my money and I'm going to do what I want with my money. So my dad was like, okay, you know, my dad makes the money for the mortgage. My dad makes the money to take care of the family. But my mom was like, if I want a new couch, I'm making my money and I'm buying the new couch. And Mike, like, (laughs) you're not going to fight me on that because I've earned this money. If I want to save up for our family to go on a vacation, I'm saving up the money for our family to go on a vacation. And Mike, you're not going to fight me on this. Not that not that I believe my parents ever really fought about those specific financial issues based off of the money my mom was making. But I love just to see that my mom was the one where she's like, hey, I want a new couch. I'm going to go make my money and I'm going to put it towards that. And it's just, again, little examples that maybe in the time I didn't fully realize how good of an example it was. But as I'm older, a better perspective 
I see like that. That's just kind of a good attribute. She could have easily said, oh, hey, honey, you're making enough money. I'm going to go buy us a couch or, hey, we're going to go on this vacation right now. But she was like, nope, I'm going to make my own way and make my own decisions with it. I'm also pretty sure my mom was the one that made sure the bills got paid. I <laughs> I don't think my dad was ever the one that like made sure the water bill got paid and the mortgage got paid. I'm pretty sure I remember it was always my mom that was like sitting down with a checkbook and making sure their uh, finances balanced out. And I think that's still the same to this day. Um, my mom just took on that role. She, she was the one that kind of like led by that example where I saw her making sure that the mortgage was paid and the bills were paid. And I'm sure subconsciously in the back of my mind, it, it planted that firm foundation for me where I am. I'm the one in my family where I'm like, okay, you know, is this getting paid? Is this set up? Are we good here? Like, where's the money going? Not that I'm trying to keep that from my wife, but I, I just naturally took up that mantle. I, I saw my mom do it. And so I do it. Also, like my poor mom raising me. They say the ones you love the most can hurt you the most. And like I have felt an incredible, incredible amount of love from my mom. And at times, unfortunately, I was an asshole child and I just dished it on her. Like, completely out of bounds, rude, snarky, teenager. You know, my mom was my mom was the one that was making sure I was okay. And sometimes in my bullheaded teenager attitude, I felt like she was trying to hold me back. Or, like, if I had some sort of plan, she would be like, okay, well, you gotta, like, take these things into consideration and I was like mom why are you so negative or you know if I wanted to do something she'd be like hey like no and my butt-headed teenager self would just get pissy with her sometimes and snip at her and snipe at her and it's like thinking back on it there were times I treated my mom so unfairly and looking back on it I was like hey she was just making sure I was okay like she loved me and she loved me unconditionally, even though I was a massive asshole <laughs> at times. And that's not com- that's not fair at all to her. And I get it. Like, I'm her child. Hopefully, she's always going to love me. Being a parent of my own, I realize, like, it's not fair. Like, I am the parent to my child. And he definitely, like, the relationship isn't quite fair. As the parent, you have to give more than the child gives back. Especially, you know, I only have a two-year-old, so I only have two years of experience with this. But me and my wife have definitely given more (laughs) than my two-year-old has given back. And even well into, you know, being a teenager, my mom has given me way more than I've given back. Way more than I've given back. Uh, I'm 26 years old now. My mom has given me way more than I've given back. I mean, I've given her a super cute grandchild, so... That's, that's one step to repaying her. But it's just like, not that I feel like I'm in debt to my mom or my parents in general, but, you know, talking about my mom here, not that I feel like I'm in debt and not that my mom would ever make me feel like I was in debt, but I know I'll never, ever, ever be able to fully repay back all that she's done for me. Like, I'll never be able to do it because she has given me so, so, so much. And I'm so incredibly blessed to have such a wonderful mom. Another interesting thing about my mom is she is very fair and equitable. And I've mentioned this on the podcast before where my mom 
always made sure if my sister got something, I got something of equal value. If I got something, my sister got something of equal value. Um, she just wanted to make sure that my sister and I never felt like we were competing against each other. And she wanted to make sure that my sister and I always felt like we were equal in my parents' eyes. And, you know, there were times where me and my sister and heck, even my dad were like, hey, mom, it's okay. You know, Nancy, it's okay if it's not 100% equal all the time. Like, we're adults. We'll be okay. We all have different circumstances. But my mom has always been really good to be like, hey, we're going to make sure that you are treated equally, that you feel like you're an equal member of this family, and that nobody feels like they're above another person or below another person. And that, that was really great, you know. I think it helps that there were only two of us and it's a lot easier to balance that when there's only two children. But I also think, you know, my mom came from a family of seven kids and it's got to be much harder to balance that for seven kids. So she was like, I just want to make sure that my kids feel equal. And I did. I always joke that my parents love my sister more, um, but I've always felt equally loved by my parents compared to my sister. Also recently along with the fair and equitable side of things, my mom has definitely gotten to a point, or I guess the relationship between me and my parents have gotten to a point where I can try and balance that fair and equity. And so when my wife and I were looking for a car, um, I was telling them like, yeah, we'll probably get a loan for this amount, uh, just buy something not too terribly expensive, but nice enough that'll last us a while that's gonna meet our needs. And my dad was like, hey, you know, talk to us before you go out and get a loan somewhere else. You know, we might be able to lend you the money. And I'm sure my dad would have been like, okay, here's the money. Pay us back until you're even. But my mom, <laughs> excuse me, my mom, uh, her and I were talking and she's like, okay, if I give you this money that we're not doing anything with it with, and we're getting this rate of return, which it was only in like a CD. So it was only like a 1% return. So nothing crazy. But she was like, I want to get the same return on my money. Like, I'm not just going to throw away some interest and some possible uh, gains on this money. Like, you're going to have to pay interest on this loan and at least match, you know, what account that they had that money in. And I was like, hey, that's fair. Like, rather than having a 3 to 4% car loan from an inst- like a bank or a institution, 1% through my parents. That's fantastic. Like I was, I was more than willing to negotiate those terms with my mom. And we were talking about the length and how much I would break down to. And, you know, we came to an agreement and now we're, we're paying back that money. But I'm almost more appreciative that my mom did that than if she would have been like, okay, here's the money, pay us back. Like at the end of the day, I'm still paying them back. At the end of the day, the interest I'm paying is hardly anything. So it's not like it's that much extra money that they're going to be earning, but it feels more fair and equitable. And I feel like, Hey, I'm actually having grown up business conversations with my parents where they're treating me like an adult in a transaction rather than just a kid that they're coddling. So I'm glad that my mom, now I'm more glad that my mom was willing to give us such a nice interest rate on that loan. But, like, I'm glad that she was like, hey, I got to make this work out on my end. Like, I'm not just giving you a quote-unquote handout or I'm not just going to lose out on some money. That's totally fair. Um, 
I've always felt like I've been treated fairly and equally by my parents and my mom, especially. It's really nice. So I just, I can't thank my mom enough for everything that she's done. I can't, again, I can't ever repay her for everything she's done for me. And there are probably a million things that are planted in my subconscious that helped me become the person I am today because of my mom that I just can't remember in the front of my mind. Like Nancy Tebbs is such a wonderful individual and I want everybody to know that. And I love, I love her so, so much. I'm going to, I'm going to end with like one last example that hopefully doesn't sound too weird, but when I was thinking about who I was going to marry, I looked towards my mom for inspiration. Like, okay, here's a woman that worked so hard for me and my sister to raise us, to be in the home that loved us so unconditionally that just was there for us and just gave me such a wonderful, amazing childhood. And I was like, I want to find a woman that's going to give my children the same time, attention, and love and childhood that my mom gave me. Now, the more that I look into how similar my mom and my wife are, the scarier it becomes. Weird little example, they both come from houses of seven children. So my mom has six siblings. My wife has six siblings. Um, me and my dad come from houses of two siblings. Um, you know, my mom and my wife for the small time that we were living in their basement, transitioning between homes, like they became really good friends. And my wife would be telling me like, Oh yeah, your mom was like talking to me about X and Y and Z. And I was like, I don't know if my mom has had conversations like that with anybody, but you seem to just really connect with her on just some deeper level. Um, just some of the personality traits. And I, I'm not going to go listing into specifics, but me and my dad will like, my dad will say something <laughs> about my mom. Like, oh yeah, your mom's like kind of X, Y, Z. And I'm like, Kara's exactly like that. Or I'll say, yeah, Kara, you know, X, Y, Z. And my dad's like, your mom's exactly like that. So, um, yeah, I, which I, I guess that's a good thing because I love my wife more than anybody in the world. And it's like, I love my mom second most out of, well, I guess it goes technically my wife, then my child, but it's like the woman in my life, it's, it's my wife and then definitely my mom. And they're, you know, I probably love them for very similar reasons because they're probably very similar people, but not, not to make this about my wife, because this is definitely for my mom. Happy birthday. You might listen to this today. You might listen to it later, but because I think she's in Hawaii. I'm pretty sure she's still in Hawaii right now. And honestly, if I was in Hawaii, I probably wouldn't listen to this. I'd be doing fun Hawaii stuff, but I love, I love you so much, mom, because I, I know you'll eventually listen to this. I know you're like my number one fan and thank you so much for everything. Like you mean the world to me. But that's where I'm going to end today's episode of Teb's Talks. I'm not going to call this one the premier useless podcast, even though I already said it. I'm going to call this one Teb's Talks, the premier loving mother who I love so much podcast. Go ahead. Check out my website, jasontebs.com. Follow me at, on Twitter at Pummelhead. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to talk about some of the things I'm going to be doing uh, more creatively 
as my wife and I further plan our time, but I'm excited for specific things and, um, go ahead, like favorite, share, follow, rate the podcast, whatever you do on your respective platform, give a shout out to my mom. Happy birthday. If you're friends with me on Facebook, you could probably navigate it through that. If you're friends with my mom on Facebook, give her a shout out. Uh, if you are not friends with me in the slightest and you're a random listener, like just say, yo, Jason's mom, happy birthday. Shout out to the number one. <laughs> and I will catch you next time on Tep Stocks. Peace.